Welcome to the Align with Spirit podcast. The Align with Spirit podcast is a program that takes a look at life through the lens of metaphysical occult, new thought, comparative religion, and new age philosophy. Each week, a new topic is reviewed and explored. Topics range from practical self-help advice and holistic self-healing to the paranormal, supernatural, and the mystical in nature. Our host is John Culbertson. He is an ordained metaphysical minister and certified metaphysical mind practitioner. He is also a Reiki master, shamanic practitioner, a Wiccan priest, a tarot card reader, and an astrologer. Before being ordained as a metaphysical minister, he had previously been ordained as an evangelical Christian minister. He is also a lifelong student of psychology and counseling, having degrees in both the psychology of human behavior and spiritual counseling. Now it's time to quiet our mind and open our soul as we align with spirit. Welcome to the Align with Spirit podcast. Today's topic is the healing power of forgiveness. So in many cultures and healing traditions around the world, it is believed that healing, it doesn't matter what type of healing you're talking about, it could be physical, emotional, mental, or spiritual, but it's believed that healing is contingent first and foremost on forgiveness. In today's spiritual lesson, I'm going to be looking a little more deeply at this concept of forgiveness, and I'm going to discuss some of the most important aspects of it, things you need to know about it. I'm going to explore a couple of methods of forgiveness work that you can do, and we're just generally going to try to understand this whole idea of forgiveness and how it plays a role in healing. But first, we need to answer the question, what exactly is forgiveness? I'm going to make it simple for you. Forgiveness is the act of releasing anger, resentment, bitterness, and or any other negative, harmful emotion that you hold towards a person due to their flaws, faults, or offenses that they have committed towards you. I'll say that again. Forgiveness is the act of releasing anger, resentment, bitterness, or any other negative or harmful emotion that you have towards a person because of their flaws, faults, or the offenses that they have committed towards you. So why does forgiveness heal? Well, emotions are energy. Harmful emotions hold energy that damages all aspects of a human's life. When we are resentful and hold on to that resent, you could say that in some manner we are poisoning our energy field in our subconscious mind. And this results in those resentful feelings being projected out into the universe, which then tends to result in manifestations of those feelings repeatedly. Now, sometimes the manifestation of these feelings, they take on a physical form in our body through illness. For example, anger can result in kidney problems. Bitterness can result in diabetic issues. Louise Hay has a number of conditions and the equivalent emotional patterns that result in those conditions typically coming about. That's all in her book, You Can Heal Your Life or You Can Heal Your Body. 
But sometimes um, these manifestations will take on some form of something in our environment. For example, we may draw to a similar people, like the person that we are unwilling to forgive. Another example would be finding ourselves having similar fights, arguments, battles with a different person than the one we were originally unwilling to forgive. See, not forgiving another person only results in damaging you and your life. And typically it does this on multiple levels. In fact, there are other times when we find ourselves experiencing turmoil and encountering negative situation after negative situation, all because we are unwilling to forgive. And I want you to keep in mind that these things don't usually happen immediately. For some people, it can take weeks, months, even years before those negative emotions, before that unwillingness to forgive results in some sort, some sort of manifestations in life. But when we do forgive, we release those emotions and we eliminate them from our conscious mind. We eliminate them from our subconscious mind. We eliminate them from our energy field. Once these emotions are released, the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual aspects can return the balance. And in doing so, healing takes place, usually on multiple levels. So the question typically comes about in some of my sessions, well, who should I forgive? So in the strictest sense, um, anyone and everyone that has hurt you, anyone and everyone that has caused you some form of physical, emotional, mental, or spiritual pain, and it's regardless of their intention in your current relationship with them. Now, some of my followers are Christian in nature, and those who are may be shocked to learn that forgiving is biblically mandated. Not only is it biblically mandated, but if you're not a Christian, but you believe in Jesus, you will know that Jesus was a spiritual teacher who told people that if you forgive other people their faults, your Heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you will not forgive, neither will your Heavenly Father forgive you your faults. And this comes from the Bible, Matthew 6, 14 through 15. And they're powerful words about the importance of forgiveness. Metaphysically, we can interpret this a little differently than many Christians will read it. We can say that if you forgive others, your higher consciousness will forgive you. If you don't, your higher consciousness will not forgive you. In other words, your ability to manifest or co-create is directly contingent on your ability to forgive. If you're not able to forgive, if you're holding on to something, even if it's subconscious in nature, it can potentially block your ability to manifest and co-create. At this point, I think it's important for us to understand something, though. And that is that forgiveness is not the same as reconciliation. It's really hard for people to understand that there is a vast difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. These are two concepts that many people confuse with one another, and yet neither is dependent on the other. You don't have to have one in order to have, another, in order to have the other. For example, you can reconcile with someone without ever forgiving them. And you, for, and you can forgive someone, but never reconcile with them. To reconcile means to restore relations. 
To forgive means to stop feeling angry, bitter, or resentful because of someone else's offenses, flaws, or mistakes. And honestly, there are certain times we should not reconcile with another. For example, if you were in an abusive relationship, to forgive the abuser doesn't mean you have to reconcile with them. It doesn't mean you should just move back in with them and forget the abuse. That would be unwise and unhealthy. Likewise, to forgive someone doesn't mean that there aren't consequences that that person will have to experience or endure. Consequences, after all, are a part of the human experience. We only grow through enduring consequences. Forgiving someone doesn't mean that that person shouldn't have to deal with the consequences of their actions. So yes, there are times when we shouldn't reconcile with someone. There is never a time, however, that we should not forgive another person. When we forgive, we are doing it just as much for ourselves as we are for them. In fact, in truth, we do it more for ourselves than for them. We are giving ourselves permission to no longer be controlled by the emotions and feelings which the other person has consciously or unconsciously brought up inside of us. On the opposing side of the coin, we also have to know that when we have done wrong, when we have hurt someone else, that we are spiritually mandated to ask for forgiveness. The act of asking for forgiveness is equally as powerful as the act of forgiving. It holds just as much healing power as the act of forgiveness. And did you know there is a correct manner for asking for forgiveness? It's a three-step process. Step one, you must recognize that you need to ask for forgiveness. Have you hurt someone by what you have said or done? If the answer is yes, there is a need to seek forgiveness. For example, if you're married and you yell at your spouse because they're trying to help you and you lost control of your emotions, and if you understand that that hurt them because they burst into tears or or they walked away upset, there is a need to ask for forgiveness. Second, we must make an agreement or promise with ourselves that we will not repeat the same error or mistake again. And then we must determine how we're going to make things right. And this is the step that most people skip. People are all about asking for forgiveness, but no one wants to correct what they're asking for forgiveness for. Remember, we grow through consequences. So in our example, that spouse that yelled at their other spouse, perhaps they promised to themselves that they'll be more patient and that they'll verbalize calmly the need to do things on their own the next time. And perhaps they're going to decide that whatever their spouse wants is what they will do to make it up to them. And the last step, of course, is the actual apology. And a good apology is simple and direct. It states that you are sorry, what you're sorry for, why you are sorry, and how you intend to make sure that that mistake or hurt will not be repeated. So, for example, in the spouse situation that we're looking at, the apology may go like this. I'm so sorry for yelling at you. I wouldn't want someone to yell at me like that. 
I promise to be more patient and to calmly let you know when I feel like I need to do something on my own. I'll do whatever you ask of me in order to make this up to you. Will you forgive me and let me make it up to you? And of course, once we give our apology, one of three things is going to happen. Number one, the person that we are apologizing to will say, yes, I forgive you. Yes, I will let you make it up to me. And here's how you can make it up to me. Number two, the person we're asking for forgiveness from, they will tell us straight up that they're not willing to forgive us. And when they tell us that, there's nothing we can do to change that. Okay. And in the third case, the spouse will indicate that, yes, I forgive you, but, I, but I'm not willing to reconcile with you. I think that we should be separated for a while. I think we should break up. I think there should be a divorce. I think that our friendships needs to go separate directions. This is a good example of how one can forgive, but not lead to reconciliation. Regardless of how the person that you're apologizing to responds, you must be willing to forgive yourself if you are to, con if you are to continue to move through life in a healthy manner. So that leads us to the inevitable question of how do I forgive? How do I do forgiveness work? Well, here are three exercises you can do that will quicken the process for helping you to forgive someone. Many times simply doing one of these exercises will help you to forgive and release. But for good measures, you're certainly welcome to do all three. Exercise one is a simple burning ceremony. In a burning ceremony, you take a sheet of paper, you write on the name of the person that you are working on forgiving. You list all the things they have done which you are working on forgiving them for. And then you fold the paper, hold it between the palms of your hands, and with your eyes closed, you say, I love you, I forgive you, and I now release you and your faults from my life. Then you light the paper on fire and you watch it burn the ashes, knowing that as it does so, the forgiveness has taken place. And of course, you can repeat this for each person that you're working on forgiving. Exercise number two is mirror work. And this is something that Louise Hay believed very strongly in. So strongly that she required almost all of her clients to engage in it at some point during their therapy with her. And to do mirror work, you go to the mirror and you look yourself in the eyes. As you do, you say, I deserve to be forgiven and I accept it now. And you want to take note of your reaction and how you feel. You're going to keep repeating this phrase, I deserve to be forgiven and I accept it now, until you're able to do it without any negative response, any negative thought, or any negative reaction while you are saying it. Once you've mastered being able to do that, you then move to the second part of mirror work where you keep looking yourself in the eyes and you say, I release any and all negative thoughts, feelings, and patterns associated with my own forgiveness. I deserve to be forgiven. I deserve love. I deserve only the best in life, and I accept it now. And of course, once again, you're going to take note of your reactions and how you feel. You're going to keep repeating this 
until you're able to do it without any negative response, thought, or reaction to it. Now, if you want to know the exact words that I'm using, and you're not able to keep up with what I'm saying in order to be able to write them down, you can actually go to my website at mysticjohnculbertson.com, go to my blog, and you can search for The Healing Power of Forgiveness. It's a blog article that I wrote, and you'll find all the wording within that article. The interesting thing about mirror work is that it can be easily modified by replacing I with the name of the person that you're wanting to forgive. For example, in part one, you can say, my father deserves to be forgiven, and I accept that he is now forgiven. And in part two, you could continue by saying, I release any and all negative thoughts, feelings, and patterns associated with forgiving my father. My father deserves to be forgiven. My father deserves love, and I accept this now. Regardless of if you do the exercise for yourself, or if you're doing it with another person in mind, you want to always pay attention to your physical, emotional, and mental reactions as you do it. The exercise is only complete and it's only successful when you can say what you are saying without faltering over your words, without cringing, or without having any sort of negative thought or emotion while you're saying the words. And the third exercise that you can do is letters. It's called letters, or more specifically, higher self letters. And it's probably the most complex method of working through forgiveness. It involves writing three letters, one each for three consecutive days. The first letter is to your higher self. The second letter is written to yourself from the point of view of your higher self. And the third letter is written to the person you are working on forgiving. So in the first letter, you have two main purposes. You are writing a letter to your higher self talking about what has happened to you and why you are having difficulty forgiving. And second, you're telling your whole story and you're expressing any and all emotions that come up as you tell the story regardless of if they're good or not considered good. You're getting it all out. In the second letter, you're writing to yourself from the perspective of your higher self. And this letter focuses entirely on you, and it should focus on the main lesson you feel you have learned or that you're learning from this experience. And of course, the last letter, which is only written after the first two, is the letter that you write, forgiving the person that you're working on forgiving. And in that letter, you are free to indicate if you're going to consider reconciliation or not. You're also free to explain how their actions have hurt you and what you've learned from the experience, but the main focus is still on the act of forgiving them and releasing them. But what happens if you can't forgive someone? What happens if you have trouble forgiving yourself? What do you do then? Are you doomed to suffer because of your human flaws? Because of your ego? I don't think so. When you have trouble forgiving someone else, or you simply can't find it within yourself to forgive yourself, you can always turn to the spiritual practices of prayer and or affirmation. And there are three prayers or affirmations that I'll typically recommend to people depending upon their spiritual background. If they're Christian or come from a Judeo-Christian perspective especially, I'll recommend the Christian Forgiveness Prayer from the Elijah House Incorporated. And that prayer goes like this. And if you want to say the prayer with me, 
have in mind a person that you want to forgive and have in mind what you're forgiving them for. So here we go. Dear Lord, you have told me that forgiveness is not an option. You simply said I have to choose, yet I can't even do that. Do for me what I cannot do for myself. By myself I cannot forgive. But for your sake, Jesus, as an act of my will, I give you any right I felt was mine to throw people, even myself, into a debtor's prison. Lord, I release, I forgive them for, as you are my witness, they owe me nothing. I give you the right to hold them accountable for their actions. Lord, dismantle the prisons I've built for others. Thank you, Jesus, for accomplishing forgiveness for me. Lord, take the keys to the prison of unforgiveness that I built for myself. Release me from trying to make up for. You alone are my worth. I give you my feeling of unworthiness. Help me to forgive myself for what I did or did not do. Release me to receive the forgiveness you want to give. I give you the right to hold me accountable for my actions or lack thereof. You know what to require of me and others, and when to give mercy. I often want those who hurt me to hurt like I do. I want them to know the enormity of what they have done to me, and I want them to be sorry, but that is vengeance, and that is your territory. Forgive me for trying to take your place. Forgive me for my desire for vengeance. Thank you that I do not have to pretend it is all right, or that it does not hurt or matter. Thank you for listening to my expression of pain. My hurt and my sin mattered to you so much that you provided forgiveness for my healing. Lord, wash my mind, spirit, and emotions of the acid of pain, resentment, and anger, and clothe me in your righteousness. I know my emotions will heal in time. In time, I'll be able to forgive emotionally as well. I'll be able to feel the emotion of being forgiven and of extending forgiveness. Until then, Lord, keep mending my wounded spirit and bruised emotions. Thank you for taking care of the legal aspects of forgiveness, for restoring relationships with others, you and the Father. Amen. Now, my clients that come from the New Thought branch, for example, those that go to a Unity Church or a Science of Mind Church or a Centers of Spiritual Living Church, those that are a part of the New Thought Movement in any ways, I'll typically recommend an affirmative prayer by Dr. Joseph Murphy. And again, you can say this prayer with me right now. You simply have to know the name of the person that you're wanting to forgive. And so here we go. I completely surrender to God. God made him her, and he sustains him her. I radiate love, peace, and goodwill to him, her, and I wish for him, her, all the blessings of heaven. I am a child of God. God loves me and cares for me. When a negative thought of anger, fear, self-criticism, self-condemnation, or resentment enters my mind, I immediately replace it with the thought of God in the midst of me. I know I have complete dominion over my thoughts and emotions. I am a channel of the divine. I now redirect all my feelings and emotions along harmonious, constructive lines. Only God's ideas enter my mind, bringing me harmony, health, and peace. 
Whenever I am prone to demean or to demote myself, I will boldly affirm, I exalt God in the midst of me. I am one with God, and one with God as a majority. If God is for me, who can be against me? And then finally, for my clients that come from any other sort of religious tradition or even non-religious traditions, especially for those who belong strictly to a New Age um, perspective, or for those who perhaps follow a more paganistic path, I will typically recommend a simple, aff a simple affirmation to help with self-forgiveness. And this is by Dr. Paul Masters. And it goes like this. The healing power of the God-mind within me has already forgiven me for times I have erred, just as I'd forgive a child who knew no better. Let me repeat that. The healing power of the God-mind within me has already forgiven me for times I have erred, just as I'd forgive a child who knew no better. And one more time. The healing power of the God-mind within me has already forgiven me for times I have erred, just as I would forgive a child who knew no better. And so this is forgiveness. This is what forgiveness is about. And I will note that in many shamanic traditions, forgiveness, asking for forgiveness, they're all key components of the healing process. I hope today that you've learned something about the art of forgiveness, about the art of asking for forgiveness. And I hope that it will help to enrich your life and heal your life as well as the relationships that are in your life. Many blessings to you and I look forward to speaking with you next week. You've been listening to the Align with Spirit podcast, hosted by John Culbertson. The Align with Spirit podcast is supported by the contributions of generous listeners like you. For more information about John Culbertson, the host, or to help support us, please visit the website mysticjohnculbertson.com.